0: Hello everyone, and welcome to episode fourteen of SIDcast. I'm your host David Gibson, and with me on a very special episode of SIDcast, Mark Majewski of Boston College. Mark, you just got off the ice. How how was your little makeshift like, hockey
1: Uh I put four in, but I was uh, I was a minus two on the day. So uh, kind of a selfish player when it comes to three on three. Not really uh, not really concerned about what everyone else is doing, but uh, dash two with with four goals and a couple assists will take it. So. Uh... Just get a little sweat and get some cardio going, and uh, and here we go. So,
0: good stuff. All right. Uh, first, some housekeeping stuff. Thank you all for downloading and subscribing. We're actually to the point. I don't know if you guys have noticed on iTunes. I don't know how many of you can go to my iTunes page. But uh, we're to the point where it says listeners also subscribe to, and then it gives you suggestions of different things. I mean, that's like, for me, that's kind of a milestone, mm-hmm. and I'm really, really proud of it. I'm really, really happy that you all listen, that you all find this very enjoyable. Uh, as always, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, using backslash sports infocast because SIDCast is already taken. Uh, also on Instagram and now on YouTube, as Mark is the cornerstone episode for that. So, oh, man. Uh, Mark, how did you get into sports information? How did you get to your role at, at Boston College? You know, spare no detail. Yeah, I don't
1: know how long your uh, the, the Sid podcast goes for, but uh, kind of uh, a topsy-turvy way of getting there. But, um, you know, to be honest with you, I got kind of a late start. Um, you know, we were talking before just about my, my Michigan dumb and how much I love that. I went to, went to school there and kind of got a late start in terms of anything in the way of experience and the the sport industry, especially in the, the collegiate ranks was much different then. and it will reveal my age. Uh, I graduated in 05, which if you get all of you, I hope none of you are good at math. It shows you how old I am, but, uh, but things were a lot different back then. Um, I did a of, my first experiences were kind of in the, the marketing realm and, uh, you know, I was passing out phone cards. That was actually a thing when I went to school. Um, you know, in the parking lot during games, having people use sprint free sprint for 10 minutes and, you know, stuff like that. And, uh, I was like, this just isn't for me. And it was kind of trying to struggling a bit to figure out, uh, what it is I, I wanted to get my hands around. And, um, I was fortunate enough, once I went to grad school at Wayne State, which is in Detroit, um, they had a, a part of their program, a sport administration program, was doing a long internship. And um, I, I was fortunate to get involved with the US hockey, uh, USA Hockey National Team Development Program, uh, oddly enough. It seems like it was 100 years ago. Um, and that was actually also to work with the director of marketing. But as fate would have it, um, his his label was kind of... Not right. He was essentially the media relations guy for the program. Um, he had some marketing duties, but basically he was traveling with the team, doing all the PR responsibilities that uh, you know we all know today. And I was like, this stuff is, is actually pretty cool. Um, you know, it, the work, if you will, I felt was a lot more fulfilling. And um, you know, it was awesome. I, I loved uh, the responsibilities I have. I remember one of the first design things I did. I did in PowerPoint for God's sakes, and was putting up these ridiculous looking flyers within a, you know, a, a tiny little barn in, in Ann Arbor, Michigan. And, uh, it was awesome. And, you know, from there I've, I've been to a bunch of, I've had a, a bunch of stops. Um, I was with the Illinois junior golf association, which again, seems like years ago, but it was awesome. Um, St. Francis of Pennsylvania shout out to Loretto PA, uh, and the red flash, which was, uh, it's a division one program. It's in the Northeast conference. Um, some may not have heard of it, but uh, I actually honed a lot of my skills and, and matured there a lot. Uh, and from there, I took a, a year internship at Syracuse, um, which was great. Learned from some of the best of uh, Sue Edson, P. Moore, and, and that whole crew. And, and thankful for my relationships I have there. And, and my first full-time opportunity um, was here in Boston, but it was at Northeastern University, just down the street. I worked there for four years, uh, from '09 to 2013. And um, an opportunity here came at Boston College, and I've been here ever since. And, um, it's been, uh, it's been crazy. I've, I've kind of worked in, at all different levels, um, and I'm grateful for all of them. And, uh, you know, it's been, uh, it's been pretty cool so far, David. So, yeah, that's where we're at. Uh you, I kind of like
0: watched you there for a all second. Good. That's why I'm pulling out my hardline connection. All good. Um, you are the graphic design you got you are the graphic design guy for uh, Boston College, obviously. That's why you're here today. Okay. Basically. Yeah. Um you said you got pulled out doing doing uh some S I D work and then more into the <coughs> um uh graphics work. Mm-hmm. How did you get pulled out of that and then you're kind of back into it with some ice hockey so what, yeah. what's been what's been that like
1: yeah I'm kind of a, a hybrid if you will um, which has been enjoyable it's been a lot of work for sure um, you know I uh, you know some people are like, oh you, you just do one sport I don't nice I'm like well I do technically have responsibilities for one sport um, but it's it's a long season with hockey uh, as my fellow hockey sads and uh, will, will attest to um, but you know we, you know, we have to deal here with ACC football and basketball and, and things of that nature. And, you know, college hockey is kind of an interesting, you know, sport because you have uh, schools that range from everywhere. There, you know, some some institutions you maybe never even heard of, uh, you know, all the way to, you know, to Boston College, Notre Dame, Michigan, Minnesota, you know, things like that. So um, you run the gamut of, of institutions. Um, but, yeah, we uh, – you know, we made some new hires here, and, and felt it was necessary that we had to have someone kind of focus more on the visual side of things. And uh, it's just something that I've always gravitated towards. Um, you know, I've had an inclination for it, and and luckily found a knack for it, and I've tried to kind of hone uh, hone my skill set in that regard, and have been fortunate to, you know, to build some relationships with people that are years beyond me in terms of what they can do. And uh, you know, I think obviously, you know, as most SADs can attest to, they can that's the way everything is shifting. And, um, you know, I, I think it's important that we stay, um, you know, in the, in the lane of, of how people are communicating and, and try and keep up to speed and it, that stuff changes every day. Uh, as we were talking before we started recording, um, you know, my internship at Syracuse was around 08, 09, and, and the things I was doing then are, are completely different than what we're doing now. I can only imagine what's going to be happening in 10 years, you know, God, it's Scares me. I don't, who knows if I'll even be around? You know, doing that stuff then. But uh, but yeah, it's um, I've been doing a lot of, of work with with football and and trying to get some uh, work in basketball here. Um. But but football specifically, whether it's um, you know, in game stuff for social media, uh, postseason stuff, you know, things that you see out there that are, uh, you know, your run of the mill stuff. You see your your big time college programs doing big uh, big campaign with national signing day. Um, which was which was a lot of work, um, but but a lot of fun, and um, yeah, it's been it's been a lot it's been it's been a lot uh, to balance, but uh, it's been enjoyable. I'm very happy that I'm still able to, um, kind of wear a traditional PR hat, but at the same time, keep my eye on what's going on um, and the rest of the, the rest of the kind of the, you know, s- social media sports digital sports uh, communications world, if you will, and. Um, yeah, it's been it's it's been uh it's been cool being able to have my feet in uh, both sets of water there.
0: What what are some uh, institutions or some programs that you look at uh, for inspiration when you come up with your signing day graphics? Very cool, by the way. I, signing day is one of my favorite days, not because of you know <laughs> people signing the school, but yeah. uh, the, the creative stuff people haul out.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like the uh, the Christmas of a uh, design, if you will. You know, it's, it's some of the stuff that's came out this year was, was freaking incredible, man. Uh, it, it just continues to get to get better and better and, and the, the talents that people have uh, and the investments people are making is, um, you know, I think a lot of people are, I'm like, starting to not get worried as to how much is being invested, but I think that people are just starting to see how important it is. And What are some things that I look at? I mean, I think, um, you know, everyone did a really, really good job. Um, some things that really stood out to me this year, um, I think just from a wholly uh, you-know-what standpoint, Washington's uh, stuff was unbelievable. Washington does a, a great job across the board. I think that they, uh, from uh, balancing visual communication in their normal PR sense, uh, their normal PR communications plan, I think is, they do a, a great, great job. And, and Ben Miller, who... Uh, I think works solely with football there. I've never had a chance to meet him, talk with him a little bit on social media. He does an awesome, awesome job. Um, I think the folks at Clemson, obviously, you always have to look to them and what they do. Um, I'm very thankful for the relationships I have with a couple of the guys there and uh, Jeff Callen and uh, Jonathan Gant and and people like that. Um, you know, they just make it look so easy. <laughs> um, what they do, it's 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 not. It's they they have a vision and they execute it and they they stick to their brand and do an unbelievable unbelievable job and uh, you know I don't think it's any coincidence that their rise to all the way to becoming national champs is uh, is just oh look they've they're doing cool stuff on digital media No, I think that that has a, a very heavy hand in it and I think a lot of that obviously a lot of people have taken notice um, you know my I, I, it kills me to say those. Those you-know-whats uh, down in Ohio, but those Ohio State folks, they do a phenomenal job. And uh, Ken Hessler and Sammy Silverman and, uh, you know, my boy Kenton, uh, I talk with him a lot uh, through Twitter. And, uh, you know, it was really cool to see a couple stories written about him and, and bringing this kind of realm to the forefront. Um, I think it was uh, – I can see his face. It wasn't Andy St- – maybe Andy Staples did do one. Uh, I can see the other guy. Um guys a Syracuse grad, I, his name's eluding me right now, but, uh, um, it'll come to me at some point, but you know, really cool stories on that. And I think we're all really grateful that, uh, you know, f- highlighting Alabama and, and Ohio state and Clemson and Washington, those four that were in the playoff and, and how much, how many resources they've sunk into, um, you know, how they execute their, their recruiting efforts and, and everything. It, it just shows how important and what an impact it has. And, uh, you know, I'm grateful for, for all that they've done. I mean, uh, got to give a shout to Michigan, my guy Aaron Billis. He does a freaking unbelievable job with his jersey swaps and this and that. And, uh, you know, obviously, um, you know, Matt Lang from going from Bama to Texas and, and Tony and Tony Turnquist and them, they do a, they set a high standard. And, uh, you know, I could go on and on and on and on with, with everybody who does a good job. But, um, yeah, man, it's just uh, – it, I can I sit back every year and I, I can't believe some, what uh, how much planning and execution uh, comes out in the a span of a couple hours. It's um, it's really cool, man. It's a really rewarding day, and uh, I'm I'm thankful to have some relationship with those people for sure. I'll
0: tell you my favorite. I like Cincinnati's. Yeah, guys those are like cool. grabbing it and ripping it. Yeah, got the for awesome. sure. And yeah, I. I enjoyed that one well, very much. Uh, I'm
1: glad that you said said that, and because I could, I wish I kind of had something. I pulled it up, but Cincinnati's was cool. And for those that might not know, from what I remember it's kind of more of a caricature thing, um, a little bit more vector work from what it looked like. And uh, I talk about this with with I mentioned it before Jeff Callen a lot. How the, you know, you see a lot of cool stuff out there, but a lot of it is starting to be kind of look the same. You can only use so many color palettes and so many. Yeah. uh you know blending modes and this that and the other thing and, and so many gritty textures and whatever but something like cincinnati is something that um you know stands out amongst the rest um you know i've a i know kyle stopper and, and leo ramos at uh at university of miami uh Kyle's an unbelievable um he's really good with motion graphics and some of the stuff that he does is awesome like his game day stuff is really cool for those that haven't seen it you should check it out um but it's kind of stuff like that where you can make stuff look cool and and take, have great photos and great lighting and this, that, and the other thing. But, you know, I think people have to start thinking outside the box a little bit more just to, to grab attention. And, you know, um, it's obviously about getting the attention of the recruits and, and uh, you know, kind of spurring your fan bases on to getting them jacked up for the season even though it kind of just ended. But, uh, you know, it's um, stuff like that is where – people have to start thinking differently because you get lost in the shuffle because everyone is obviously now rolling out something for National Signing Day. I mean, if you're not, you're you're obviously behind the times. I think that goes without saying. But uh, um, there are definitely a couple other things I saw that, you know, I I can't truly think of right now. Um, But I appreciate you bringing that up just because uh, that was sweet. I love that a lot for sure. All
0: right. Uh, How much of a recruiting tool – is it being, being, having that social media presence, in your opinion? Well,
1: I think that it's – that's just what those – I'm going to say that demographic, but, you know, that's a, that's a good question because it could go in a, in a ton of different tangents. Um, yeah. You know, in terms of a recruiting tool, I, I think – that's why you have to stand out amongst the rest um, because I don't know if you can see me, but I mean I don't know about about you but if I'm walking to my car or whatever else I'm I got my face buried in my phone and it's probably not the best thing but I think that's how a lot of people are and that's you know I don't walk across campus as much as I should but I'm willing to bet about 80 90 percent of of kids walking through uh, walking through the quad here have their their heads buried in their phones whether Whatever they might be looking at, whether they're checking out their stories on Snap or just strolling through Instagram, uh, you know, Twitter. I don't have to name all, but you know what I'm what I'm talking about. And um, you know, having that social presence um, is it's difficult because I'm, I keep going back to Jeff, my guy Jeff at Clemson, but he's he's so smart with this stuff and lies beyond his ears. And one of the things that he we talk about, he hones in on is what is your return. Um, I could spend two, three hours on some sort of graphic, but in the end, what is the what is the measure on it? Is it that you got forty-seven retweets and hundred and eight likes? Okay, that's cool and all, but what is that actually doing for you? Um, you know, what what sort of is it resonating in the marketplace? Is it having an effect on not only potential recruits but but how? Your fan base digested and how your fan base shares it and buys into it. And, um, you know, he told me, Jeff, we should have just I should have just had Jeff come on here for God's sakes. But, um, and I, I've written this before and talked about it before, but, but something that I think a lot of people need to understand that, that he said is, you know, a lot of people point to Clemson from what they do and they should because they've set a, a high standard. But he said that we create things for the Clemson fan. And if other people out there think it's cool, then we consider that an added bonus. And sometimes, what to me, what that means, I think a lot of people sometimes trying to do too much. Um, I think that people want to flood, you know, your timelines with with all this stuff. And I don't know, is it working? What I think you have to know, I mean, recruits and your fan base, I think are, I think they're two different things. Um, the recruits want to know what, you know, what you're offering them, you know, how your institution and your program can benefit them and how they can be successful in life. I think that that's important for them to know and that can be exemplified and communicated in a number of different ways. Um, for your fan base though, you have to know who you're, you know, you know who you're relaying the message to, um, you know, I don't know if you've taken notice, but but Ty Rogers um, at Duke has started doing these unbelievable video recaps of their basketball games. They're unlike anything I've ever seen. Um, they're shot extremely well. Um, they're they're bold. they're they, you know, I'm not a Duke basketball fan by any means, but I find myself watching them just because they're done so well. Um, but what I think it does is it tells the story of Duke. it It shows its tradition. And it also shows um, the excitement around a home game at Cameron Indoor and and everything else. And not only is the fans going to rally around that, but recruits are like, you know, holy shit, I, I'd love to play for Duke. Now, unfortunately, everybody can go play for Duke, and that program kind of sells itself. Um, you know, I, I wish I had better examples of, um, you know, some schools that are at a um, more of a mid-major level that are really doing a, a nice job. Um, you know, there's a guy that I've talked with. His name's Kevin Young, who works at Austin PA. Um, you know, he's, he's definitely, he gets it. Um, and, and his, his graphics and videos might not look like those things. Um, and that's totally fine. But he's telling the story how um, I think that, you know, not many people know about Austin PA football. It's obviously not going to be in the playoff anytime soon. Um, you know, it's, I believe it's at the FCS level, but that's okay. Um, He's able to tell the message and tell the story through video, through uh, consistent branding and, and this and that, and um, I think it's working. It seems like it's it's been resonating, and uh, I go back and forth with him every right now and again. You know, it doesn't always have to be, you know, the big-time schools that are, that are knocking your socks off, and it can't be because Michigan football, a little biased, of course, sells itself. Um, Ohio State football sells itself. Duke basketball sells itself. Um, I'm... You know, in an interesting role where I work solely with a a college hockey firm, College hockey is a very niche sport. Um, in the Northeast, it's a big thing. You you live in Indiana, I'm gonna guess that you probably don't know too much about college hockey. If you do, I'm very impressed. If <laughs> if you don't, I, I, yeah, yeah, the shrug says it all. Um, but like here in the Northeast, it's 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 a there's some people that have knowledge, but across the country, you know, it's not you know it's not a known thing and um, I try and do some some things that are different that separate from from other programs and, and look different and and hopefully it's garnered some attention uh, not just for Boston college but for the sport in general so it's, it's a great sport um, not just I mean hockey but the, the college hockey product it's um, you know I think it has a lot of potential and uh, I, I try and um, you know shed some light there so um, I definitely wear a few different hats where I'm um, you know I work with a football and basketball program that is in a very tough conference and unfortunately hasn't had the success that we'd have liked. Um, you know, we're getting there. Uh, you know, football has, I think we'll have a good year next year coming off a bowl win. And, you know, basketball had a tough goal last year with, um, you know, not too many wins in the conference. And they've, they've picked up a couple here and there. And, you know, we, we know yeah. we, we have our work cut out for us. Um, but that doesn't mean that we still can't try and uh, tell our story the way we want to in Brandon. So, kind of a long winded answer to, you know, what you're asking. I think that your message to recruits is one thing and to your your fan base and and, and potential fans is another. But, you know, I, I don't think they're mutually exclusive, um, but they can be. I think it just depends where you are. In some places it is, some places it isn't. It's, uh, you know, I, I wrote something for Koseida not too long ago and not all of it probably applied to everybody. Um, that That's the thing that people have to keep in mind is that, Um, you know, everyone's communication plan, everyone's um, social media strategies, my social media strategy for Boston College Hockey is certainly not the same as it is for USC football, which is not the same as it is for Utah uh, women's tennis, which is not the same for, um, you know, Montana volleyball. You get the picture. Like, everything is different. And I think what what a lot of places have to keep in mind is you want to keep your, your... at least as far as I'm concerned, you want your, your department as a whole to, to have a unified front and a unified look and a unified brand. But the stories of your individual programs aren't going to be the same. Um, it's just impossible. Um, that's why you see football staffs have their own designers and, and uh, videographers and this, that, and the other thing. Um, not everyone's going to be able to have that. And everyone would love that, I'm sure. Um, but it's just not feasible. It's not going to happen. Um, and, and I think it'll take a while for for people to get there. It's starting to happen. You see, um, you know, you see the tweet out there a couple of days ago that Texas, you know, invested 200,000 yeah. in, and, you know, three positions or whatever it was for, uh, you know, for creative down there. And that's awesome. That's a start and that's great. And um, I'm not saying that creatives and, and whomever else should take over us at e I'm not saying that at all. There's definitely uh, a time and a place for, for both of those things. I think that um, each can learn a significant amount from the other and, um, you know, I think it'll take a little time for it to get there, but, uh, I think that it's important that, uh, those two work together, um, your whole external side, if you will. Um, but, uh, I'll stop talking cause I've been rambling for probably about 11 minutes straight here and, uh, I don't even know if I answered your question, so. But, no,
0: you're fine. Yeah. You know. it, was, it was, it was great. I mean, I, I enjoy things like that. We'll get around to some of those branding questions. I think I have two of them before we get into some fun questions. All right. Oh, um, uh showing what you're uh, going to teach the rest of us how to do you want to go ahead and go through what you got up on your screen i can't see it uh go ahead and get rid of me if you can all and right. just uh worry about doing what you do
1: let's get rid of you all right so we were talking about um you just wanted me to talk about kind of some of my motion stuff and, and uh, gifts and, and things of that nature yeah GIFs, GIFs, whatever, whatever you folks want to call it. I'm, I'm a GIF guy. So yeah, um, a, I
0: know somebody who uh, calls them GIFs. Yeah, so. that,
1: that's, that's not going to fly here. So, um, you know, there's a, a couple of different ways, and I'll just pull up um, After Effects here. I'm gonna have to shrink it down a bit to get this in the slide. Um, but there, there's, a, there's a few different ways. Photoshop, you, you can do these sorts of things in Photoshop. Um. So I actually um, made myself learn After Effects. I, I follow um, Adam Martin, who's the uh, the guy who does the Makers of Sport podcast and does a phenomenal job. And um, <laughs> he tweeted something out, I forget how long ago it was, um, about something the effect of just because you turn on turn on and off layers doesn't uh, make you a, a gift maker or a motionographer or something of that nature. I was like, Damn, he's coming right at me. Um, I don't know if he was actually coming right at me, but I was like, that's describing exactly what I've been doing, and that's all I really knew how to do. Um, but going through the actual step-by-step process of how to do these things is, is difficult. Um, I'm going to do something very, very simple um, and, and do my best to kind of show just the inner workings. Now, I don't know how many of you – uh, Working After Effects have have opened it, have even uh, downloaded it through your Adobe suite or, or whatever else. Um, but uh, that's uh, that's okay. It's um, for the first time you open it, it, it can be a little daunting. Um, and uh, I've probably unlocked point zero 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 four percent of its potential. It's the most absurdly amazing program ever. I love it. I try and pick up something new every time I open it um but by no means and I mean no means am I an expert in this um, especially given off what I'm gonna just do my best here to show just because uh, there's a lot of a lot of things what I' what I want to do is just I'll just show you the interface real quick um, and I'll show you something quick I did today and and how it all kind of comes together but real quick we'll just go over the interface here um, I hope that this shows up you said you can't see it um, at all you're, you're trusting my word here I'm trusting you. <laughs> So we're probably gonna have to do this again at eight o'clock, all right. Um, all right, so, you know, this is kind of the interface here, I'm sure you've been looking at it if you're watching this on YouTube. Um, you know, to start anything new, uh, the easiest way is just to kind of come up here to the composition tab and, and open a new composition. And that's gonna prompt open um, this, uh, this thing here. Uh, you know, this prompt here is essentially kind of your same thing you'd see in Photoshop when you're starting up a new document. Um, when you are opening, uh, wh- like when you see a GIF on your uh, on Twitter on your phone and it spans across just the, you know perfectly without having to touch it, open it, turn it sideways, and all that good stuff. Um, those parameters are 1920 by 1080. A lot of you, some of you probably know that, some of you might not. Um, there's a lot of different things here with frame rate and uh, this, that, and the other thing. I'm not going to get into that right now. Um, the other thing that's kind of simple to show you is, is, the duration. This sets your composition at how long you want it to be. Um, for the sake of this, we're just going to make this three seconds here we're going to keep the background color black and go, okay. So it's a little, it's a little finicky with how, um, how it kind of, uh, spans in and out here, a little uh, more touch than Photoshop, but, um, there's a lot of the, I, I'm actually I've never really given an After Effects tutorial, so this is probably going to be horrible. So I, I apologize to all of you, um, mainly because I find myself every day watching tutorials, so I should actually know how to do it, uh, give a better tutorial, but but sadly I don't. Um, I'm just going to show you real quick how to import something and then uh, and kind of tink around with it there. So this thing here that I'm showing on the left side is where you can set up all your comps and all your um your goodies whether it's your a jpeg a psd the, the beauty of after effects is you can pull apart a of a, a, a psd file a photoshop file an ai file from illustrator um, it's ridiculously compatible with all those things um, so i'm just gonna cook it down here is kind of like your timeline uh, we don't have anything going here um, but that's because we haven't brought anything in and set any keyframes which is a word i will try and explain here in a sec so command i i work on a mac here with command i um or come up here just go to import file um this takes me to somewhere all right we'll do uh so these are all my game day stuff here um what i did today let's uh i have a bunch this is just a folder i pull a lot of stuff from here let's just go into this uh this is our bc logo actually that's the wrong one so i control z that easily be brand, we got to brand correctly here. Oh, that one doesn't work either. See, there's a lot of prompts that come up sometimes. I still don't know what they are. Um, yeah. All right, <laughs> let's, let's do that. So you can see that um, my black background here, PNG I brought in, uh, that comes up here. I can just drag that right into my, my composition here, boom, beautiful, right in the middle there. Now, you when you press your, your space bar, that kind of takes you, spans you across your timeline here. So it goes, you know. Ten frames, twenty frames, one second. Ten frames. So I did about a thirty-second um, frame rate. Uh, so about thirty frames per second. So space. Boop, 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 absolutely nothing's happening because we didn't have it do. It. Uh, we didn't have it do anything. So this twirl down here. It's going to give you a few options. Um, it can give you a transform option, um, and even beneath that, there's even some more stuff. Whoa! We'll look at all that. What does all that mean? All right. So I'll just try and do this. Uh, as quickly as possible without you guys tuning out um, but trying to explain a bit here your anchor point is um, is is essentially kind of where it it rests if you will and it centers around this guy right here Um, and it controls both accesses both your x-axis as you can see here you can just scrub across like that you can enter something Um, you can see kind of how that works all right, your position is literally just—it actually goes with it. Um, you know, again, both accesses. There, there is 3D capability, but I, uh, for sake of this, I'm not going to get into that just yet. Um, scale. Um, you know, you can do things like this, but I'd advise you not to, as you can see how ridiculously uh, finicky it is. Like, you can hold shift like you do or whatever in Photoshop, and it'll keep a proportion. But I would always advise you to go by the percentages here. Uh, it'll invert it for you blah 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 cool stuff like that Um, so your scale is is an important thing I'd advise you to go by the numbers here Uh, you can rotate this bad boy um, and then the opacity kind of speaks for itself there alright so let's let's see what we're gonna do here let's animate this logo from up here uh, just into the middle of our screen here so where to go press my space bar. I want it to come back alright how do we do that so there's a few different ways we can do it I'm gonna try and do this as, as easily as possible these things down here are called keyframes uh, and keyframes are what controls kind of your motion uh, through the project that's probably an inaccurate description but that's what I'm gonna go with here uh, it's kind of what after effects reads off of it's almost like you telling After Effects what it to do at that point, and then what to do next, and what to do next, and, and all that good stuff. So we want it to come from here and just animate on to here, all right? So whenever you have something, you always want to, from the position it's in, you want to start it with, with a keyframe there, all right? So your After Effects is, so if we didn't do that, you know, we, if we I control Z, I, I undid it a little bit, we didn't do that it would just kind of probably come back, you know, it would come back up here. We didn't set any keyframes, so after effects is thought your logo would be here. But since we moved it here, we want to keep it there. And we're gonna tell it through that by hitting this little stopwatch here, that sets a keyframe, as you can see right here. This little this little diamond guy right there, that that thing, okay. Now, I want to move it back. If I press space or nothing happens, okay. Well, that's because we need to tell it what to do next. So by doing that, we have to go further in the timeline as to what we it to do and where to go. So let's say we want this the thing to come up here and uh, the logo to come in, animate on in one second. So how am I to do that? I've moved my um, see. I don't even know what the official. That's how ridiculously uh, uneducated I am. I don't even know what this actual thing's called. It's called it looks like a guitar pick, but the, your time your your time indicator, if you will. You move it down to. Down this timeline as to where you actually want it to to go. We're gonna grab the logo. Now you can do a couple of different things. You can actually grab it and and pull it up there, or um, you can use the position and and do that because we were, you know, going with the position from there and, and use those values down there. Whatever you want. All right. So we're kind of moving the position where we want it to be. All right. So what happens when I go back to the timeline? I press spacebar look at that so what you have to do is you you need to tell after-effects it doesn't know what you want to do obviously you need to tell it through keyframes okay so let's try and do something else with this now that it's here so now that we have the logo here where we want it we've animated it on let's give it a quick spin and a rotate um, while we got it here in the center so We don't want it to rotate coming up, though. We want to rotate it uh, now that it's here. So we go down to the rotation part here. It's going to click a keyframe. because now we got where we want it. And let's say we wanted to spin for a second. We can do it as, and I'll show you here uh, something about this in a sec. But let's say we want to spin it. You can enter 360 if you want, or. You can, if you want it to spin twice, um, you can even go. So basically, this is the degrees here, and this is the number of times. So if you hit two here, it's going to spin twice. So you can see, as I entered the value, it automatically sets a keyframe here, right? So we have that keyframe set at two seconds. So let's start at the the beginning here, okay? Spacebar. Here it comes. Oh, look at that. And it's going to go back on itself. Uh, It's got to render out, so sometimes it takes some time. So it goes up and look at look at all the rotations it's doing. You can and as it's rotating, you can see the values change. You know down below there. All right. So and it stopped rotating because um, that's where we set the keyframe at. Now, yeah, is this an exciting gif? Uh, this is probably the worst gif in the history of the world, uh, if you want to say it. But let's um, let's bring it back down. Okay. Um. So, it's kind of like a continuous motion. So, now that it stops spinning, let's, now, actually, one thing I want to show you is how you can move these keyframes, okay? Once you put them there, they're not permanent. You can move them, you can drag them and move them. So, what happens if I move this keyframe here 20 frames back? What's going to happen? Let's see. Go back. It's going to spin a lot faster just because you've shortened that distance. Um, between keyframes, but for the sake of this, let's go back to two two uh, seconds here, and let's move this this bad boy back down. All right. So with this logo here already, that's where the position we wanted, and we have to stay there. We want to keyframe that because, and then we want to go further back. Let's go twenty frames down, and we want to move it back down. All right. I want to show you something uh, before we render this out as to uh, why we keyframe that a, a time before uh, that third time there? So let's see what this looks like. It's not exciting, of course, but uh, all right. Let's let it render out. That green bar is your kind of like your render there. I'm surprised After Effects is working this well with how much stuff I got going. So props to this at my uh, my RAM. Um, it's not doing the best job. So I'm gonna just drag it itself here. Stays, 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 and then comes back down. Okay. Now you can see here how it's even though it's rotated stays there. What happens if I I can highlight this keyframe, I can delete it? What happens when I do that? So, see how it starts automatically going back down? That's because it's reading from this second keyframe to the third keyframe. You don't want it to do that. We wanted it to stay put there, okay? I don't know if that makes much sense right now, if you can follow me, but, I just want to show you how kind of volatile keyframes are, and how they, you know, kind of read off each other, and how one single keyframe can can affect can affect a lot. All right, so this is the world's worst GIF. So um, I hope you all enjoyed it. So let's um, let's actually turn it into one. Um, there are a bunch of different ways to to do this and and render it into an MP4 file. Unfortunately. Um, At least not to my knowledge, you cannot just turn this into a GIF from After Effects. Um, If anyone knows how to do that, that would be awesome. Hit me up. uh, DM me at Mark Majurski, because I'd love to know that. Um, But what what I usually do is I come up to the composition here, and you can do either one of these two things, add to the render queue or add to media encoder queue. Um, A lot of people probably do the render queue. I use the Adobe media encoder queue, um, and there's really no right way or wrong way of doing uh, doing it um, I believe that the media encoder keeps the file smaller um, which is important when let's see if I can get this in the window here uh, which is important when you are making a GIF because Twitter can only support um, you know such a large uh, you know certain size file so it has my 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 file here click on it here um let's just go to the desktop comp one we'll save it out as an mp4 i hit this green the screen button here and let's hope my computer doesn't explode with skype and recording things and, and all that and you're going to watch it go boop timeline out here wait for that and now let's get out of this this yet we're, we're not going to save that one I don't intend on using this soon. Um, but here as you can see it rendered out my mp4 right to the desktop so I'm just going to preview it real quick how exciting okay now what I want to do is I'm going to take this and I'm just going to drag it right into Photoshop all right so it prompts you know a video timeline here um, let's see if I can shrink this in here okay um i come up to uh what i want to do is i usually it's going to come in at 1920 by 1080 that's what you rendered out this size to. um this is a very short clip and you could probably use this size but for sake of turning into something usable for twitter uh, if you work with something with a, a longer duration and a lot more colors and and you know glitz and glamour and this and that you're gonna to want to probably shrink the size down so I come to image size and I'll maybe knock it down I got my pixels here keep it at 72 resolution and I'll maybe knock it down to like 850 or something or 9 for the sake of this you can probably keep it at 1000 alright hit ok it's gonna turn it into a smart object totally fine convert that and I'm gonna come up here I'm gonna to come to export and to make a gif is as some of you know as I come out go save for web the legacy here okay Just give that a sec to load up let's take
0: computers a champ
1: it's I'm gonna have to buy a dinner or something after this not a lot of my it's been unreal so let's see if I can squeeze this in here okay so the for web comes up here I hope you can all see this um and You can preview it this way, but it takes a while I'd advise you not to do that. And there's a whole bunch of different options you can tinker with here, which just for the sake of this. The one thing I wanna show you is, when you're making a GIF, you wanna change the, I mean, you don't have to. You can can make it as many uh, repetitions as you want. Uh, But for the sake of this, you'd probably want this to just loop forever, as uh, ridiculous as that sounds. You know, change that looping option to forever, you're gonna hit save go right to the desktop <clears throat> hockey game got me sick alright we don't need this anymore I'm gonna close out of this we don't need to save that and now we have our lovely gif look at it there she goes alright um, about as ugly and boring uh, as a gif as, as it can be but, uh, hey, I guess it's um, better than nothing there. So, uh, so yeah, that's... um. This was something, like, just to show you, for example, um, what I did today, which I don't know when you're putting this out, so it might not be a sneak preview uh, tomorrow, but I like to do this as just a quick game day thing, um, you know, before each game. And uh, let's do this. Like, you can see how different elements work here and there so this is something i'll do for the game um you know bring our guy in. you know the thing is is you can you can incorporate video a lot into it which is I, i really enjoy doing and um you know different transitions and you know blending modes and things like that work just like doing photoshop as like they do in after effects um the trick is kind of you have to look at a comp as uh, almost kind of like an, its own PSD, and you can work, um, you know, within those, almost you look at them as individual layers. And, uh, you know, I would advise you, After Effects is a very, um, you know, it is, uh, it is very intuitive. There is a lot to learn about it. Um, you can do GIFs solely out of Photoshop. They have, um, you know, kind of a dulled down version of that timeline that I was showing you. It uh, doesn't have quite as many options. Um, but it, uh, it's, it's awesome. Um, I am by no means an expert. Um, like I said, I know by point zero 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 four percent of its capabilities, but there's a ton of stuff out there. Um, uh, I have a Lynda subscription. I, I, I still do Lynda uh, tutorials uh, when I can fit them in. Uh, I mean, obviously YouTube is a great resource for anything um so make sure that uh you you hit those things up because uh you know the only way you're going to learn it's that right there is about as basic as it gets um but i find it really difficult to learn um the the bare bones of after effects like just by watching someone do it um Kosita has asked me a couple times to you know do a tutorial on this that's like well it's really hard to present to a group of people because everyone's skill set is different. And some people be like, wait, wait, can you go back? Or wait, what does that do? And it, and some other people like this is stupid. I already know how to do this. And the best way to do it is by, by just getting, rolling your sleeves up, getting your hands dirty and and getting in there and learning on your own. And everyone's going to learn, uh, at a different speed, going to pick up different things at a different rate. And that's okay. Um, you know you develop your own style and how you want things to look and, and you go from there it's um it can be frustrating at times there's I get caught up on so many stupid things that I, I still don't know what they are that's um, just kind of part of the learning curve and, and everyone uh, some people are faster than others but uh, I'd encourage all of you for those that that are interested um, you know just kind of get after it on your own you know
0: no well,
1: I guess yeah I, <laughs>
0: I liked it a lot. I, I'm, I'm excited to see it later. <laughs>
1: All right, I, I hope it's okay, man. I hope it's okay. Hey,
0: okay, no problem. Um, as far as branding goes, mm-hmm. and other things like that, what what is one thing that really bugs you? I know we talked about it in a couple of past podcasts, and I've said it then, and I'll say it now. Chill, everybody, just calm down with the paint splatter. Um, <laughs> what what's one thing that really uh, bugs you when when you see graphics? that some SIDs use. Oh, man. Um,
1: I definitely don't want to, you know, take a shot yeah. at anybody or, or anything like right. that. Um, because when you see things out there, it's what it is is it's people trying new things, and sometimes they don't know how to refine those those effects or those textures or those paint splatters, whatever it is, and it just doesn't look great. I think the what... If we're talking to the SID community, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to go and say what I don't like because there's a lot I don't like. I, I could go on for a while. Don't use an Outer Glow. How about that? The Outer Glow's dead. Yeah. Don't ever use it. All right. Um, instead of trying to make your stuff look the coolest and and whatever, and obviously you want to have a wow factor. In it. Did you see what so-and-so did? Yeah. The number one thing you need to keep in mind is make sure that your your consumer is able to read it the number one thing that drives me crazy and I guess I will say it is when I see something out there where it looks like a press release on a graphic when you have 300 words on something no one in their right freaking mind is going to be able to pick up anything on that the difficult part is being able to Learn how to emphasize certain things and, and make those the I gravitate towards that. Um, I don't think that that's something that can be taught. It can be practiced, um, and it can be repeated and, and all that. But, you know, it's, I do think it's kind of an, an innate ability. Um, but what I think people need to just be conscious of is you have this much amount of time to capture someone's attention. If, I'm going through my phone, and I have, I can't pick up what you're trying to sell me. I'm out, you know, next. Like, you've lost me. And less is more in those instances. And that doesn't mean, like, a white box with a black text, BC2, um, you know, Vermont 1. Like, you know, just a score in the words. Like, re- refining... What you put out there is is something that uh, gets better over time. Um, you know, everyone has their own style, like I said, but you have to make sure that you're trying to relay one. I think on every graphic or piece of collateral, I the word graphic drives me crazy, I because it's overused. Um, on anything that's put out in a digital sense, I think you want to try and relay one message and one message only. Because you can do it again in another tweet or another post or whatever um, you don't have to try and get eight things across to someone um, in one post like all right job done for the day I got all my stuff out like no no no, no. like you need to to spread it out and, and and you know be scientific and calculated as to when you are you know attacking and posting things and and uh, uh, when your viewer or your consumer is, is looking at things and when they're going to be uh, interactive in this and that, um, you know, you just have to be conscious that you're you're not overwhelming someone because uh, you're going to lose them if you, you put too much out there.
0: So, I usually like to answer some fun questions uh, towards the end. All right. Um, what's been your favorite member?
1: Hey, Dave, I think I lost you. Can you repeat that one? Sorry.
0: We're back. hey we're good you good yeah i'm good all right beauty all right uh what point did you lose me i can edit just nine. uh yeah
1: just repeat the uh the, i didn't really hear the question
0: okay uh favorite memory from your professional tenure <laughs>
1: oh my god i feel like i've been doing this for 100 years um my favorite memory my favorite memory I've got a lot of them, man. Um, (laughs) I'll I'll give you – let's see if anything else comes to mind. Um, So I work with – I'm fortunate enough to work with the – I like to call him the Coach K of college hockey just because it's kind of relatable and not everyone knows about college hockey. Um, The coach I work with at Boston College name is Jerry York um he has the most wins all time he's at 1033 right now it's a lot of freaking wins um I hope that's right um he is uh <laughs> for those that are in the know of college hockey they know he's one of the best dudes out there and he's uh he's got his own style and he is a unique unique individual he is a, a Bostonian through and through um I would do an impersonation but he'll probably listen to this and uh I think I do a good impersonation of him. I don't know if he thinks so, so uh, I'll leave it out. But uh, we are up in Vermont, and um, you know what? I'm going to do it anyway. Screw it. And uh, I forget. Where it was probably a half hour before the game. You know, we're doing whatever during warm-ups. I'm probably down below just kind of, you know, messing around with our equipment guy or doing whatever, getting some things ready. And uh it's like, Mac, why don't you come out on the bench for the first period? I was like, what? And uh, <laughs> I'm like, Coach, I got, you know, I got to tweet the game here. He's like, "Mac, just come out, just come out there." So I'm, I'm out there on the bench with the team. Um, one of the dads is a photographer. He was up there. He got some pictures of me. You know, his coach comes out there shaking my hand behind the bench, and um, it was pretty cool, man. Like it, it's just a surreal thing being able to stand next to. Now, I sure as hell didn't offer any coaching advice. I don't know what I'm talking about, but um, it was pretty cool being able to do that. Um, I've also been very fortunate. Um, work with some really uh high-end talent at bc boston college hockey program in particular um i don't know if you've heard the name johnny Gaudreau. um i was very fortunate enough to uh cover his hobie baker campaign which is the i'll use another analogy the the whole the heisman if you will of, of college hockey um he plays for the calgary flames calgary flames right now and he's uh He's maybe 130 pounds. He's about 5'7", and you would be like, are you kidding me um, with this kid, how good he is? And he's he's an absolute joy to watch. But um, I've had some fun times with him, and uh, it's pretty crazy when he'll text me 10 minutes before he's be like, Juice, how do I watch the game? And even though I tell him every week how to watch it, um, he, he always asks me the same question. So it's like I have an NHL player, uh, you know, texting me. How to, his, his little brother is a senior on the team now, and um, – it's amazing, actually. It's pretty cool to see how closely he follows his little brother, and uh, it's pretty special to be a part of. But um, yeah, man, I've had some good times, um, and everywhere I've been, um, wherever it may be. And uh, i got a lot of memories, um, but those are the two, I guess, right now that are kind of jumping out to me, for sure.
0: What about uh, on the other side of the coin? What's uh, your big your horror story so far?
1: <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, it's like, um, for those that know me and listen to this, um, they might think <laughs> if like something doesn't, I have a bit of a temper, if you will. Um, I kind of fly off the handle very, very easily. Um, so if like you know my uh, external drive isn't reading, or I've lost my flash, i four seconds. I'm like, where the hell? I'll go crazy. So. Almost I have about four forty seven horror stories a day. I really don't know if I can pick one. Um yeah, I'm a bit of a psychopath. Um <laughs> for those that know me, I think can attest to that. Um one horror story. Um <laughs> Well, another I'll go and call it you right again. Oh, here we go. This is a good one. So um because I don't know if this guy, he would have appreciated me telling the story, so I'm not going to. It was about Greg Cronin. For those that are listening to this who know what Greg Cronin is, they've had a, some interesting stories. He was my coach, hockey coach, when I was at Northeastern. So when I was at Syracuse, um, I was lucky enough to work with the women's hockey program. It was actually their first year there. So um, I think they brought the – they knew I knew some hockey stuff, and they brought me in to, to be a part of it because a lot of the staff, there was kind of foreign to them. So I think that was a big reason why I got that opportunity. But anyway. Um, I would usually come, we'd play early afternoons generally with the women's game, and uh, I'd come straight from there to go to the Carrier Dome to, you know, do the story for the game story for the football game, and um, you've had me on because I think from some of my visual stuff, um, writing's not really, I can write, it's not something I really fancy myself on, I don't think I'm very good at it, um, and it's just not something I almost I that I thoroughly enjoy, it's just I gravitate more towards the graphics side of things, and um, I'll just never forget, it probably happened more often than not, Um, I'd write a God knows how long game story, back then you know, longer the better, right, if your game story isn't this long, you're not doing a good job, so I'd probably write like a, who knows, 20, you know, 2,000, 2,200, I don't know how long it was, word recap on a, you know, a Syracuse um, Louisville game, and Sue Edson, who I love her to death, one of the best in the business, a CoSIDA Hall of Famer. She's my girl. She's my mentor. <laughs> she'd sit down. She'd take one look at it, and she'd just go con- command a backspace like this is this is dog shit. Sure. Do it again. So uh, or actually, she'd do it or have someone else do it. But she kept giving me the opportunities. Um, but uh, yeah, I could never get those football gamers quite the way she wanted, and. Um, I hey, hate, but it it made me better in the long run. Uh, maybe it pushed me towards the graphic side of things. Maybe she knew exactly what she was doing. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty. We had some good times doing that. Uh,
0: work life balance. What do you do? To, I know we were supposed to do this uh, interview a little bit earlier, and then you went to go do some three on three hockey. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. I got to get it in when I can. Um, <laughs> yeah, my girlfriend Jamie would probably attest to my work life balance isn't great. Um, and to be honest with you, it's not. I, I do work a lot. Um, I, I, am I'm, I'm a bit of a workaholic, unfortunately. And I'm trying to get better at that because it is very important. Um, luckily I haven't found myself burned out yet. Um, there are times of the year, once National Science Day is over and it's right in the middle of the Beanpot, which is a, a big tournament here in Boston, right in the middle of the season, um, those two, three weeks are very, very tiring. Um, but I stress trying to, I'm trying to get better at it, uh, all of you should, for those that. You know, uh, stay in the office for a while, get the hell out of there. Um, I'm getting out of here. I'm in the office right now, if you can't tell. i got my jersey back there. But, um, yeah, what do I like to do? Um, You know, I'm fortunate enough to live in a a pretty awesome city. Um, And, honestly, we don't get to enjoy the the nice weather that much. But when I do, just going for a walk and – checking out a different bar uh, or checking out a, I mean, there's just, you know, checking out something I've never done before. I know, of course, bar is the first thing I gravitate towards too. Uh, hey, I like to have a good time. Um, I think others that know me will, can attest to that as well. Um, but there's so much you can do in the city. Um, I try and, st- I don't want to say stay away from sports. Like I'll go to a Red Sox, you know, Red Sox games, uh, or always, you know, Red Sox, Bruins, whatever, things like that. Um, but I try and keep the sports life out of it. Um, you know, it's whether it's going up to New Hampshire. Um, you know, checking out something or going to the you know the outlet malls in Maine. I know that sounds ridiculous, but just to kind of get out of the city because some you know Boston's Boston's kind of a small city. Uh, to be honest with you, it, uh, it once you lived here. I've lived here for about eight nine years now, and it's. You know, it's. I feel like I know it like the back of my hand. Um, I know there's other cities where people have been, haven't been to half of it. So um, I just love walking around, man, trying to explore things that, that I don't know. There's so much to know about this city, and uh, yeah, man, it's been it's been cool.
0: So one of my dreams is to run the Boston Marathon. Okay. And when I'm in Boston when I do qualify, what what bar or restaurant should I go to?
1: Before, during, or after the marathon?
0: How about both, all three. <laughs> Because well, at def- some point Daring, I'm going to want
1: to, you know. For sure. Well, <laughs> look for me. So the marathon actually runs by Boston College. It is mile 21. God, I hope I have that right. Um, so if you do qualify, let me know, and I'll have a, you know, I'll have a Jaeger bomber to waiting for you to get you replenished. So there's there's your bar there. You can stop at BC. Um, Boylston, <laughs> so the home stretch, Boylston, which is, you know, the, you know, you know, the famous, uh, street, you see, um, there's a ton of bars that are along that. Um, any of those are good. Uh, they'll probably be pretty tough to get into, um, during the race, but, um, <laughs> I would advise you if you've ran the marathon, uh, go to the North end, which is famous for its Italian. Um, you know, it's got, God knows how many Italian restaurants. I think they're all the same, but you know, people here rave about them. Um, Get yourself a good uh good position. You carb, you know, get your carbs back in you. Um, yeah. Like there you go. Yep. Get a get a couple drinks in you, and um, you know, go explore from there. Make sure to hit up uh, either Mike's Pastry or Modern. They have uh those places. Like you go there on, like a Friday night in the summer. It's literally like a forty five minute hour wait. But um, I'm not a big uh, pastry guy, but um, you know, my girlfriend uh, Jamie likes them, and uh, um. And a lot of other people do too. There's some famous spots, so I definitely hit those up too.
0: If anybody wanted to get in touch with you, have any questions, you know, a little bit more on the gift side, what, sure. what would be the best way to do it?
1: Anyway, man, um, my Twitter handle is just my name, Mark Majewski, M A R K M A J E W S K I. You can shoot me an email. Um, either at mark dot uh, at bc edu or at gmail.com, whichever you prefer. Um, follow me on Instagram at MarkMajewski. Uh luckily I've jumped on these things early. I've gotten my first and last name in most of them. And uh, Yeah, I'm on you know, I'm in the Cosaida group for Facebook, um, the you know the um,
0: Yeah, the graphic design. Sure, sure. Yep. I'm,
1: all that good stuff. I'm I'm full, Yeah, I'm floating around there too. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to talk to anybody, man. I, one of the things when I was trying to get started was I'd always feel really bad when uh, I applied somewhere or sent out an application. I didn't hear a damn thing back. And uh, it's kind of a de- de- dejecting feeling, you know, and I've always said if I ever get into a position, you know, at a point I wasn't sure that was ever going to happen, but if I ever get into a position where, uh, you know, I'm able to help someone out that has a question or an inquiry, I'll do my best. So, um, you know, like I said before, you um, if, if it's a technical uh, question, that's great and fine. Um, a lot of times I will advise you to try and figure those things out on your own just because um, that's how you learn and get better. Um, but if it's something you're stumped on or want to know, um, I'll do my best to help you out for sure.
0: Mark, that was it. Uh, how was awesome. it?
1: Awesome. All right. Should I stop recording?
0: No, I just keep going. I got to do a little uh, wrap up here, which is fine.
1: Oh, perfect. Uh, awesome, I, man. Uh,
0: that was uh, episode 14 with Mark Majewski of Boston College Eagles. Mark, thank you for coming on. I, I really, really do appreciate it. And uh, look forward to seeing uh, that GIF when, when the recording does upload. So, uh, awesome. again, thank you for coming on, and uh, I hope everybody enjoys it. So, as always, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, anything, backslash, sportsinfocast. That's sportsinfocast. If you want to uh, email me, tell me you hate me, or tell me that you love it, uh, you can email me, sportsinfocast at gmail.com. So thank you all for subscribing, downloading, and please rate and review. It's good for, uh, I think, iTunes like algorithm kind of thing. I got one five-star review, and it was from uh, uh, my suite mate. I don't think that counts. But um, uh, <laughs> I'm going to take the five stars anyway. So thank you all for watching, and we'll see you all in the next episode. All right, now you can stop.